0: Warning, the following podcast may contain views and opinions that could be deemed as offensive. You may also hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste, and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. What we've got here is failure to communicate. And mm-hmm. do Welcome to the show we are now in episode seven moving right along and joining me here again we have dylan dylan say hello to the fine folks hi everybody sorry you're stuck with me again i guess hunters
1: out there robbing old women again so (laughs) uh
0: yeah don't say that because this day and age we don't want to get somebody in trouble because you know how people overreact (laughs) he's not doing that at least we don't think he is no Uh, on today's show, we are going to talk more video games. Um, on the last one, we, we covered our gripes with Madden and the Madden ratings. And so that's going to lead us into today's main topic, which is basically uh, both of us are gamers. Um, I've obviously been doing it for uh, a little bit longer than Dylan here. It's um, one way to say it. But we both have spent a considerable amount of time playing games, and if you ask my girlfriend, I play too much time playing games. But uh, I'm probably going to die doing one of two things, and that's either uh, playing video games or ucking, and uh, either one would be fine with me. Um, but before we get into that, I, I just we gotta touch on this. I know we had the show um, last week where we talked about wrestling, and of course that went on and on way longer than I wanted to talk about, but i got to mention this. The WWE had their pay-per-view this past weekend. Extreme Rules, was Extreme it? Extreme Rules with the subtitle Horror Show. Yeah. And with all the COVID thing, of course they're doing these shows with no fans, and but it gives them one advantage, is that they're not live. They, they basically can tape segments and... and um, matches for that matter, and edit them to be just however they want them to be. And they've gotten kind of cinematic with these matches. If you watch the the Taker versus uh, AJ Styles, um, that was kind of like watching a, a small movie. Yeah. And then the utter disaster, in my opinion, that was Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Same thing. All very cinem- Well, that was almost all cinematic yeah no. um edge and randy orton we can go on and on but anyway this week one of the i don't think it was the main event but one of the the big matches pretty sure it closed out the show if i'm not mistaken did it really i think so yeah okay wow um was
1: uh, i'll just yeah it was ray mysterio versus seth rollins and a eye for an eye match an eye for an eye match? Why, whatever is that? Well, it's very simple. Let's say we were having an eye for an eye match. The way you would win would be
0: to remove one of my eyeballs. <laughs> Vince, what what in the hell is going through your mind to think that this is good programming? I mean, you guys have basically directed your show to the younger generation with this whole PG movement, this, you know, you got out of the attitude area to, to go PG and, and be kid friendly. And that was what you were making your brand. Seriously, an eye for an eye. Um, I'm sorry. That's just, that's the most ridiculous thing I think ever done in my lifetime. As far as wrestling, I think this now trumps the, the, what was his name? The shocker. The Shockmaster, Shockmaster, that's yeah, the one. The guy Holy with the shit.
1: bedazzled, bedazzled Stormtrooper helmet. And yeah, and he
0: busts through the wall in the damn tripped. Thing. And we, we could do a show on that as well. The the whole disasters in wrestling. But yeah. So anyway, tell us how it ends. Basically, Seth
1: Rollins um goes to whip, like you know, grab. That's when you grab someone, and usually you throw them into the ropes. They run back. An well, Irish whip, Irish whip, yes. yes. So he did that outside of the ring to Rey Mysterio, and Rey's just a little guy, and he goes to throw him, and he throws him into the ring steps that guys walk into, you know, walk up to get into the ring, and he kind of stumbled, and his eye hit the corner of the steps, and his eye came out.
0: And they actually showed it! There is, I mean, they didn't blatantly, like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they blatantly showed... Like the whole eyeball, like sitting there. Did they?
1: I think they did, but it was sort of
0: like the still image I saw. It looked like his hand, like was he was. They're down trying to and... conceal it because I'm sure it looks like shit. So yeah, they, they they did what they could to conceal it, but it's just utterly, just insanely stupid. And this is why we don't uh, watch wrestling. Why, yeah, that's why a lot of people are are turning the channel. Nobody wants to watch wrestling with no fans. It, that is what makes those shows go—is the fan reactions, and that is just—I mean, I guess mission accomplished. Because here we got two jackasses talking about right. it. You know, it, it, come on, Vince, do better. Right. Triple H, Stephanie, whoever the hell is making the calls there, do better. Yeah, send Vince to a home, please. Yeah, um, it's
1: getting to be about that time. Okay, this is—we're not going to get long-winded on this, but did you hear? Raw broke its all-time uh, ratings record for a low.
0: No, I did not. Yeah, not at all surprised. Yeah, yeah,
1: because it's just it's it's a shit product right now. The previous record was in May. The previous record before that was in December. That kind of tells you everything you need to know about the state of that company.
0: They are trending down in a big way, and if it wasn't for the COVID thing, I think AEW would be able to put a lot more pressure on because you know they're, they're they're trying, but they can't really draw fans to you know to go to the shows and get captured by the the live experience right now you only got tv and they're even doing some cinematic stuff they're doing some stupid stuff are they yeah I, so. I remember when they brought in matt hardy and he was like teleporting all over the ring like come on you know we're, wrestling has always been yeah it's about spectacle but you have to at least introduce it with some realism exactly I mean, and I say that tongue in cheek because obviously the Undertaker has been this supernatural carrier character for a long time, but it worked, and now we're like everything is supernatural and weird things happening. Like they they had Alexa Bliss. I know that she showed up as Sister Abigail for Bray Wyatt, and like everybody knows who the, that. So are you telling me now that Alexa Bliss has, has always been her? Has, or, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Alexa Bliss hasn't been gone long enough to where we go, oh, who's that? No. Yeah. She was one of your your star female wrestlers, and now you're telling us that she's this sister that has always supposedly existed. You know, it's just dumb. All right, okay. I don't. Yeah, let's just end that right, right now before we get too far down that dirty beaten road. All right, so today the main. Also, uh, a little later on, uh, we're gonna. I've I've gotten some good feedback, so we're gonna have another issue of True Stories of a Strip Club DJ. So stick around for that. But for now, we're gonna bore you with our video game love. So, <coughs> great way we... to introduce it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I know there's a lot of people out there that listen and and probably aren't into video games. If you are, great, give us feedback. But hey, it's called hanging with D's, not hanging with you. So I'm gonna do my show my way. If you don't like it, don't listen to it and skip ahead to the stripper part. But uh, video games. What we're doing, um, we're just going to kind of list our top five are, again, uh, much like comedians and movies, these are just our favorites that we like to play and, and kind of tell you why. And then i um, going to list some other games that were close in my eyes anyway, and maybe why they did or didn't make the cut. Um, but we're going to go ahead and just start it off. And, and for me, these are not in any particular order. Um, these are just the ones that when I sat down and I thought about it, I'm like, yep, that's that's definitely one of my top fives. And I will put a, another uh, qualifier on these. Some of these I'm talking about the series as a whole, um, with the exception of maybe a release here or there. But just in general, because uh, most of the games that I have listed are um, uh, series games. Whereas at least one or more of them were just, in my opinion, great video games to play. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, And this one, like I said, these aren't necessarily in a one through five order or five through one, but this one is one of my all time favorites. And I'm going back several, several years for this Metal Gear. Uh, Solid Snake, Metal Gear Two, or whatever you wanted to call it. It was basically the first one that they came out with on PlayStation Two. Son of the Patriots, really? No, no, no. Before that, or no, no, no. I'm sorry, not PlayStation Two, PlayStation One. Okay, yeah, Metal, Metal Gear Solid then. Metal, yes, Metal yeah. Gear Solid. Okay. Uh, Sons of the Patriots again was good, but it didn't. That's what confused me. I'm like, really? You have yeah. that? Okay. But no, Metal Gear Solid. That was one of the first games I remember. That just captured me like the story was awesome. The gameplay for the console PlayStation for the time, it was a great tech, but it wasn't, you know, if you go back and play a PlayStation game now, you're going to get depressed. But it was just an awesome game, an awesome story. It was kind of like you were the star of a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Solid Snake. Was just one of those characters that was, you know, you could, I could go to the theater and watch the a solid snake movie. It was just
1: well, you kind of, you may have, I mean, technically, I mean, I, you can definitely tell that the character was really ripped off of uh, Escape from New York, Snake Plissken. Oh, Pliskin, absolutely, yeah. Snake
0: Plissken. Yeah, and you know, and then you throw in the military aspect of it. You know, there's probably some Rambo in there. Sure, and, um, but just the, like I said, the the whole storyline of that game you had to go, um, to Alaska to this secret compound and, um, find out what, what is killing these people, uh, the, like the DARPA chief, I think is the first guy that gets killed. And it, it just, it was a great storyline game for me. And, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I replayed it probably more times than I can count. And then subsequently after that, like you said, Sons of the Patriots, w- when we went into PlayStation 2 and then 3 slash Xbox, um, Sons of the Patriots was one of my least favorites. Um, that what that was the one that had... Raiden. Raiden, yes. Yeah. And so when they switched the character, that game, it was still good. In fact, um, Snake actually had a cameo in that game. Well, he, uh, you play as him first for like the first 20 the, minutes or yeah, half hour. the first hour. mission... And then you you become Raiden, who is kind of this high-tech super soldier. Um, and It wasn't quite as good, but when they brought back Snake and even Snake's father, Snake Eater, where they go back in time, that was a great game as well. And then the, the one that they had, um, the Phantom Pain? Phantom Pain, yeah. That was a great game, and that was the, their first foray into the open-world style of gaming, and that one was awesome as well. But But for me, it was... Solid Snake was definitely one of my personal all-time favorite games, and, and some of the, the go- other games in that series go along with that.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll elaborate on that a little bit, because that's that was one of my honorable mentions. Not Solid, because for whatever reason, I, I never got the chance to actually play that all the way through. Um, the first Metal Gear game I actually played all the way through was uh, when it was a remaster for 360, was Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And it's a lot of the same thing that you're talking about. Yeah, like Snake the, Eater was a great game. Yeah, the, the story to that game was fucking phenomenal, very cinematic, and would love if that was like a mini series. I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, you can take the first one, the third one, and the fifth one, and make them.
0: Honestly, you could make literally a whole universe of of those movies when you take the the full story of. You know, Snake Eater, who would then become Big Boss, which is the big bad of the first two games, which were all the way back in the Nintendo days. Right. Um, And then how you, you'll you kind of see how he turns bad and becomes that bad guy. Kind of confusing, though. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a little bit. And then it goes, you know, all the way into the future. And uh, I know they had a couple of other releases in there that I, I didn't play just because I thought that the ending for... um phantom pain that's where it should have ended in my opinion so um well give me one of your tops all right one of my tops um
1: this is a game you i know you haven't played because and you're one of those dirty xbox people but uh the
0: god of war reboot always heard good things about god of war again didn't play it because i am an xbox guy but i've everything that i've seen and read and talked to I've heard that the God of War series was was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was actually the latest one was the first God of War game I've ever played. Just for whatever reason, the PS2 days, I just just missed them. I missed those games. I missed, I didn't have a PS3, so I didn't play the few games that were on that. So uh, the God of War reboot, reboot was my first experience with the series, and yeah, it's fucking great. I mean, the gameplay is, it's not super complicated or anything. It's... I don't know, yeah, it's pretty much pick up and play, really. Just hey, dodge shields. This is your axe, which your weapon here. Um, phenomenal. Um, you actually have like your son as your escort. Um, the story is phenomenal. Um, the it's I'm trying to, I can't remember the setup to it because I don't know. But you're Kratos, the god of war, who it went to join the uh, Norse mythology universe because I guess there's multiple universes in this series. And to just kind of lay low, and he ends up getting married, and they have a kid, and the way the game starts is the mother dies. And the entire premise of the game is you're with your son, and you're trying to take the ashes of your dead wife up to the top of the mountain because that was her dying wish. Okay. Yeah, very small. You're not trying to save the world, you know, kill Zeus or anything like that. Um, I really, really like that because the whole point of the game is for from a story standpoint is the relationship between kratos and his son which i thought was done very well um really subtle in some uh points um the gameplay though is awesome hack and slash action of you just fucking killing these monsters and these big giant fucking things and phenomenal yeah blew me away when i got it and uh kind of regret trading it in because i had a hard copy i might want to pick that up again sometime but it was
0: it was great definitely recommend it okay uh my next one and this is going to kind of encapsulate a series. And I don't think it's going to be a big surprise to uh, you or even people out there. Um, is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You know, it's. I didn't play uh, the first two. Of course, I mean, those were pretty bad. They were on Nintendo, PlayStation. Was it the first PlayStation? No. Okay. Yeah. Either way, they were. They just weren't the top top very good. Yeah, the over-the-top view, and, and it was okay, but obviously it was good enough that it garnered a third, and that was... Grand Theft Auto 3 is is the one that, that kind of got me into the series. Um, Vice City, another, another good one. Uh, didn't really... The one that, when the series just blew up, was... Um, San Andreas? Yeah, excuse me, San Andreas. And I didn't play that one that much. I, I just
1: didn't. I, I never really got into that one either for I whatever reason. I was more reason.
0: into the, you know, the mafia stuff. You know, I didn't. Uh, San Andreas to me was kind of a ripoff of, of the, the genre du jour, I should say. You know, it was kind of the flavor of the day with the whole gang violence. Yeah. and You know, gangster rap and things like that. And it just didn't really do it for me. Um, so I, I enjoyed three and Vice City, but then four is the when they came out with four on the Xbox 360, was it three? Yeah. yeah, 360 PS3 generation. Yeah. yeah, that game was awesome. You yeah. had this giant open world. It was a good story. Um, the reason I don't rank it higher is because of the side missions got fairly repetitive. Now. Yeah. But it it had everything that you would want if you were like like watching a movie. You know, it had drama, it had comedy, uh, action, a uh, little bit of a romance here and there. Then of course you could you could still in in Grand Theft Auto fashion, you could go and bang a hooker and then kill her and get your money back. Yeah, you know, it was just hours and hours of fun. And it also introduced the online mode which back then was pretty watered down compared to what we ended up seeing later in the later releases. But it was still fun. You could go online, drive around, shoot up people, fly helicopters and stuff. And it was just literally the, the replayability of it was awesome, especially with the online mode. Although the only, you were pretty limited in, in your characters and stuff with the online mode. But it was just a lot of fun, great story. And it was another one of those things that I'm honestly surprised hasn't somehow been developed into a movie and each one of the different releases could be its own movie because that's the way they present them. And, and it's just been one of my favorites. Uh, but the five, when five came along, it just blew my mind and fucking kudos to Rockstar games. They are still to this day. Seven years, seven later. years later, re- releasing more content. Yeah. Like they they still download it. You can huge updates for free of DLC. They opened the casino in in that was had been there forever. Giant building that you could never get on. And Now it's they they completely made it a whole like DLC for free.
1: That was and, like a year ago too, wasn't it? Or year or two? Uh, close, it was deep into close
0: it's... to a year ago. It was like early. Uh, I want to say either way like October either way like, like five
1: that. years after the game yeah, came out here's been, a casino yeah
0: and it's part of a um a, a package deal if I think it's PlayStation if you buy the new PlayStation there's a there's a bundle where you get they've they've remastered it for the new gen yeah. that's how awesome this game was is that it's still going strong you can log into it right now and find these worlds that are full now I don't play it nearly as much or actually I don't play it Really, at all anymore, but, um, and that's because they've because they keep adding new content. You can't go on to an online world now without 13 tanks and jets and jetpacks and flying cars. I mean, they've they've really taken it to the extreme with some of the stuff. But just the fact that they keep adding new content and and just the online aspect of it is a lot of fun. But the story itself, which you had the three main characters. One of which is, for my money, one of the the better and funniest characters, Trevor. Yeah. Um. Who played? If you're a Walking Dead fan, he was Simon in the Walking Dead, and and basically that's he's kind of like Ryan Reynolds in the aspect of that's who you get. Like that guy is who you get in the video game, and except for like a way white trashier version of it. And he's just—he's entertaining to play as, even though there are times that you want to reach through the screen and strangle him. But uh, he's just one of those guys that's entertaining to be. And for my money, that series is one of my top five of all time.
1: Yeah, uh, that was actually on my list too. GTA Five specifically. I—I'm um, I'm not really big on replaying narrative games once I've beaten them, just because it's like, all right, I've done it. I've know where right. everything's going. I don't want to spend ten hours trying to do this again. But. I think I've beaten GTA Five like three times. Yeah, because and it's, it's
0: one of those games that it for one it takes so long. Yeah, the playtime of the of the story mode is so long that you you kind of forget things that you did, and you can adjust how the story ends by doing things a little different here and there. Not not to a a, a large degree. I mean, you can definitely affect the ending um, with with the decisions that you make, but it, it's not um, so into the decisions that you made that other games have been throughout the years, but it's still like, like you said, the replayability factor alone makes it and the entire series just awesome. Right. Um, so my next one is, uh, it's
1: a game I guarantee you never played, uh, Pokemon Blue and Red.
0: No, I did not play the <laughs> yeah. Pokemon series yeah, well, at all.
1: I, well, I'm 27, and I was, like, yeah, no, six when sense. this game came out. Right, well, um,
0: While you're talking about this, I don't know when we go take a shit or something. <laughs> fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs>
1: go ahead. Uh, again, if you just, just forget the fact that it's Pokemon, like, the game itself is just a really good RPG game. I remember, like, four or five years ago... I found some website where you could play a bunch of old, like, Game Boy games just for
0: free. Was that just Game Boy?
1: Game Boy and Game Boy Color, okay, yeah. Because
0: I remember um, back when I was married, my stepson played the hell out of those. Yeah.
1: They're very addictive. So they're very fun. A lot of replayability because you get the option of three different main uh, characters to start with. So you can beat it with one main character and then start over again and play with something else. So um, – filled with nostalgia for me. Cause again, I was of that age where Pokemon like took over the fucking world. So yeah, yeah it was great. And I'm sure I'm not going to talk you into
0: playing it, no. but it was very fun. So definitely not going to talk me into it. Yeah. All right. For, um, my next one and just uh, kind of cheating. I, I look over at your, your page there and I see that the other two that I have are on your list in some aspect. Yeah. Um so I'll go ahead and and do my third one and a quick qualifier. This is for me anyway. It was a PC game. Okay. They were they ended up remastering it for PlayStation and I think they did it for Xbox.
1: Uh I think I know what
0: you're talking but, about. But but I played the first two of them on PC, Max Payne. And it was a noir type story, uh, gang, mafia stuff with, a, with dirty cops. And you're this police officer who's framed for somebody's murder, and, and you have to solve it before they come and get you. Plus, you got the mafia. And it introduced the bullet time uh, special effect to video games. We had just seen it, at least back then, in The Matrix. Right. You know, the Matrix had the whole bullet time thing and Max Payne was the first game to implement that and other games subsequently followed suit but um, in that game it was just, it was groundbreaking because, you know, you kick open a door and you've got, you know four or five enemies there, boom, you hit the button, you go into bullet time and you could do the acrobatic, you know, jumping backwards, holding your pistols out, usually dual pistol or even if it was a shotgun or a rifle and and sit there and you could aim in real time, hit the buttons, and then everything would fast forward and you'd be back. But the, the story was just gripping. It had a lot of cinematics, but it also flowed very well from one location to the next. It wasn't open world or anything like that. You literally had to go here and like you would literally spawn in this area. And this is what you had to do. But it, it kept the story moving, and it was very enjoyable. There was no online play. There was no multiplayer. It was just one guy basically against the city of New York. Just a, a great, great game. Uh, two, Max Payne 2, which was also initially a PC release, also very good. It literally um, it picked up right where the other story leaves off. I mean, it's supposed to be a, within the same week. And my only complaint was the look of the character changed drastically Mm. from um, Max Payne 1 to Max Payne 2. Part of that was because of the technology that was out. And in the first one, Max Payne kind of, if I had to point to somebody, he kind of looked like Ace Ventura a little (laughs) bit. I mean, for lack of being able to, off the top of my head, and then... In Max Payne Two, he seemed like he was an older, like into his forties, type of, of cop, and and that was my biggest gripe. And that's not very much of a gripe, but you know, when you're saying that these games are supposed to be taking place over the same, you know, basically week, couple week stretch, at least try and make him look the same. And but that's s- an odd choice. Yeah, but then again, overall, though, the, the play style of the game. Um, as a sequel was was great. It was every bit as good as the first. The story was great. The play was great. And then they took a long break and, and came out with because Max Payne I believe was rock star as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, and they took a long break and then they came out with Max Payne three, which he had been at this point now considerably older. He, uh, you're running around. You're bald headed with a beard, and so he, he looked completely different. But he looked. You know, looked the part. He was older and you, you get sucked back into the, the dark underworld. And it was a good game. I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't to me on the same level as Max Payne 1 and 2. You know, but it, those two games, though, I, I spent a lot of time playing. And the replayability for me, I think I beat both of them at least, like, you, you know, two, three, four times. It's just the story was great, and that's why it sticks out to me.
1: Um, I never watched the movie or played the game, How how did you watch the movie?
0: Yeah, horrible. That's what I heard. Yeah, great actor to play the part. I was so excited when when they announced that they were making it and who was playing Max Payne. Because I Thought, oh, this is gonna be great. But Mark they, Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they fucked it up. They they, they just went too um, dark and supernaturalist with it. And mm. It just it didn't follow the game storyline. I think it would have been a much better movie if they would have just stuck a lot closer to the actual storyline of the game. Um, So, yeah. For your next one, I'm not going to let you take this one. What's this? I'll let you take this one.
1: I can't even read it, dude. All
0: right. Well, I know it's on your list, so I'm going to let you do Red Dead. (laughs) All
1: right. That was a backup, but okay.
0: Oh, was Um, it? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, then go ahead.
1: All right, uh, NCAA football fourteen.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to argue. Um, I'm more into as far as my list. Like I said, I, I eliminated sports games. This is the one sports game I had. Yeah, but it's hard to argue that because it was so the customization and it was custom by, conferences. Yeah, which you, is you could fucking do so insane. much with that game. And it was a far better football on the field product than any Madden game since 2005.
1: Yeah, I mean, every every year between NCAA football and Madden on the PS3, Xbox 360 version or generation, the NCAA game was better than Madden. Um, I remember, I can't remember which NCAA game it was. It may have been 13, no, 12. I think it was 12 I was living, um, not here, in Cuba, and a friend of mine had it. Not the country Cuba. Yeah, no, 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 (laughs) not the country Cuba. No, 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 Cuba, Illinois. So a buddy of mine had it, and we're playing it, and one of his friends that I don't fucking even really like that much came over and asked, why are you guys playing NCAA football? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, don't you have Madden? And I'm like, dude, this game's way better than Madden. Yeah, And, and it really was. Yeah um but the customization especially was phenomenal you i could loved-
0: invent your own team your own college and back then like you could upload your own logos like i ended up making I think illinois state yeah and you could literally build a program from the ground up and and get them um to the national championship now kind of had to cheat a little bit and put that team in one of the power conferences yeah. because if you didn't you probably weren't going to get picked cuz they didn't have the playoff structure right you know, still you, BCS, so yeah you BCS. had to get into the bcs bowl you know um so you had to if you wanted to create one of those teams you better create it in one of those conferences or the only other way to do it was you had to make your schedule brutal right and play nothing but those power conferences as your uh, your non-conference schedule Yes. like you you better look at the preseason rankings and schedule, you know, 1 through 5. <laughs> if you're in like the whack or, you know, one of those week, whack, you know, mac, second Mountain or Man. third tier conferences, you better schedule some really tough uh non-conference opponents if you were planning to to take your team to the promised land.
1: Yeah, so absolutely fucking great. Um perfect college football game um the coaching carousel too was another feature i absolutely loved how what i would love to do is i'd usually run two different dynasties i'd have one dynasty where the, i'm the head coach of michigan and i'm you know making them the powerhouse that they deserve to be and i do another one where i'd start out as just an offensive coordinator for texas state and then through the years move up from okay offensive coordinator at texas state Offensive coordinator at Purdue, offensive coordinator at Texas, head coach at some WAC school, and then all the way up until I'm like the head coach of a power five and right. I'm building a yeah. dynasty. Uh, so.
0: overall great game. Like I said, I eliminated sports games just because they were pe- repetitive, but that one's hard to, like I said, 14. Um, Last one we got to, which yeah, was, was we'll phenomenal. always have a special Hopefully place. Hopefully someday our. they'll find a way to bring it back. But, um, so my number two is... Uh, I Three, you mean? no.
1: Three.
0: Yeah. Well, my third game I'm going to talk about, oh, okay. or fourth game I'm going to talk about. I talked about Metal Gear. I talked about Grand Theft Auto. I talked about Max Payne. Oh, you're right. So right. this would be, but yeah. I'm kind of now. Um, these are my top two. But okay. my, number two for me, would I'm all be over the place. Red Dead Redemption, both one and two, but I, lo- I like one a little better. Really? For okay. this, for this storyline of one, I okay. liked better. Two was was great. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't like that, <clears throat> spoiler alert, the, the main character dies nah. in two. You know, you get uh, tuberculosis and, and you end up dying on the side of a mountain. Um. So I guess just that aspect alone is probably what nudged one ahead of two. Both of them, phenomenal stories, phenomenal um, replayability because there were so many different things you could do. And one thing I did like about two... Um, was the fact that you could kind of choose what kind of character you were gonna be? Yeah, you could you could be the outlaw and just the the mean nasty cuss, or you could be that guy that is on a redemption story, right. you know, and you, you could turn your life around. It kind does, of an more of an anti right? Sort of it, thing. It, it which... doesn't it doesn't change anything. You're still gonna die on that mountain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could you could be the guy that. Like you said, you know, you were the, the bad guy all of your life and you could end the story as a hero or you could stay that bad guy. You still kind of end it as a hero because I think it um, towards the end of the game, it seems like it steers you that way, regardless of how you played the rest of the game, because mm. there has to be an, a, a protagonist. So the end of the game kind of steers you back towards the uh, the light side if you did play the the murdering, robbing asshole throughout the entire game. But again, it's one of those games where they they could make a great movie out of it, just the storyline, like especially one where you're um the outlaw that basically is trying to rebuild his life and has to go to work for the government in order to save your family and, and well, you know what? <laughs> he dies too. It just dawned yeah. on me. I I forgot about that. But at least you get the redemption as his son when you get to smoke that bastard on the river, I guess in the game it's I don't remember what it's called but it's basically the Rio Grande. Mm. Um, yeah, I forgot shit. He gets murdered by the government outside of the yeah. barn. Uh, either way, both great games. Also, Rockstar. Um, seems like I'm kind of a Rockstar fanboy here, but for uh, good they, reason though. Yeah, I mean, they put out awesome stories, awesome games. I mean. Deep as hell, too. Like, yeah.
1: all the... You didn't mention this so much with GTA, but all of the side shit you can do. Right. And same thing with Red Dead 2. Yeah. You can and go... it
0: did get a little repetitive, but it, it, it still... You didn't have to do that Exactly. Stuff. And, yeah. and it, you know, you could have the game flow however you wanted. Yeah, like um, Red
1: Dead 2 hunting animals. Yeah. You can get trophy animals,
0: and I don't know how many they yeah, were, and but... they even Red Dead 1, they came out with a zombie mode. And, yeah. You know, so... um, All right, go ahead with your uh, next one. Uh next
1: one again this is another game you haven't played cuz you're a dirty Xbox player. Um Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, no, never. Uh it's it's definitely geared more towards kids. I mean, it's an E for everyone game, but I what I love about it and this has been the case for the whole series is they will slide in some jokes for adults. Like I I think that one of the Ratchet and Clank games is called The Quest for Booty. Yeah. Which, I mean, nice double entendre there. But um, this one specifically, this is actually the first game I ever played for PS4. I bought it, and I'm like, "What's a great game to play. And I think I bought Ratchet & Clank, and then I bought Fallout 4. Fallout 4 I returned in like two weeks just because I'm
0: not into that. that. The Fallout series is
1: on my honorable mention. Okay. I I don't know, for whatever reason. I understand why they're great, but... You gotta have a lot of time to play Fallout. Yeah, like and I just... It's a, a bit too long. Like, I, I don't know. Although yeah. Red Dead 2 was like... an Red Dead 2 it,
0: was very long, yeah. Oh, was it like 100 hours or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was, it was nuts, but it, to me it was worth it. Yeah, it, it, it was flew by.
1: great pace. Anyway, um, but yeah, Ratchet & Clank is great. Um, like I said, very entertaining characters. Again, it's more kid-driven, but they slide in some jokes for adults because the gameplay is fucking really fun. Hmm. Yeah, and... I know it's not something you would play, well, it doesn't matter, you can't anyway, You're, you have an xbox, but <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. I think I played the f- I, I think I played going commando for p s two back in the day, and I knew it was a great series, so when I bought my p s four I decided, yeah, let's give this a shot, and I heard it's great, and it was also cheap. He had been out for a while and absolutely loved it. It's fantastic, okay. so highly, highly recommend it.
0: all right, well, my number one for me is the game, it's the reason. That I switched from PlayStation 2 to Xbox 360, and that's Gears of War. Just, and I was never into the third person shooter games. I was always COD Mm -hmm. and um, Soldier of Fortune, which was a PC game, Um, the early PC versions of Battlefield. But Gears of War hooked me just with the gameplay. Um, I think I was house sitting for a buddy, and he had it, and I played it just briefly on there, and I loved it. I loved the chainsaw, and yeah. Um, and then when I finally got my three hundred and sixty, I bought two games. I bought Madden, and I bought Gears of War, and Madden became a coaster <laughs> because um, the online gaming world um, had just really exploded. Um, the at the time the the Xbox. Um, online system and the party chat and all that stuff far far better than PlayStation they they literally set the standard for that still think it's better than PlayStation as far as the online aspect and the friends list and party I think chat that's kind of undeniable like to be honest with you yeah. Yeah. Um, but the game itself the, the gameplay was great the story was awesome it's awesome it's another one of those cinematic things that it pulls you in and as great as one was I loved it two came along and the story of that just rips your heart out when you know the first game if you've ever played it you play as this character and you have a partner and you could co-op it you could literally sit down with a buddy either online or next to each other and you could play it co-op throughout the whole thing and you could play it me as Dom the uh or not Dom Marcus the main character with your partner being Dom or you could switch them and it's two separate games but then like I said in two there's a moment where Dom uh, who is the secondary character has been looking for his wife and he's he gets a hot lead and he finds her and he opens up this case uh, kind of a a pod really and she comes out and she's beautiful and he's talking to her and she won't answer. And then you hear the main character trying to get his attention and it turns out he was kind of daydreaming slash hallucinating because the woman that he's pulled out of this pod is basically just a mindless zombie to the point where he has to shoot his wife in the head and it it literally rips your heart out. And then Gears 3 comes out and you literally have to kill yourself as Dom. Yeah like it's and i always i liked dom more than i liked marcus just i don't know was marcus was
1: of, kind of one note he was just tough army guy that was yeah really and
0: it. and marcus was still the main character and but like when i played online I played as dom dom was a little bit of the uh a little of the comic relief and i say little because cole the Cole train Woo! right yeah that guy who if you ever saw any of the old um uh, Terry Tate office linebacker yeah. commercials. It was this—that's the guy that played it. So imagine that dude in a video game. He played basically that character, and he was funny. But in three, like I said, when in order to save his buddies, Dom drives a truck into like a fuel plant and kills himself. And again, it was one of those moments in a video game that just reached out and, and grabbed me by the chest. And for me, like I said, that series four and five, and even the the. Gears Judgment, um, they were good, but the first three Judgment wasn't. Judgment was the one. Yeah, Judgment was to me. Judgment was meant to be an add-on to Gears Three, and they didn't make it in time, so they turned it into its own game. It was just a series of like horde missions, right? Um, but yeah, one through three of Gears to me, my favorite series of all time.
1: I still remember playing Gears Three, and again, I was living in Cuba, Illinois. And my roommate bought it before. I can't remember what the reason was, but you didn't have it yet. Like I think you got it like a few I days. Do, yes, I remember. Yeah. That. So I'm playing Gears Three, and then that part happens with Dom, and I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to hear his reaction. And yeah. I, I think I called you afterwards and completely poker face. Didn't mention it at all. Yeah. No,
0: you were you played it well because yeah. yeah. When that happened, I was you literally, ca- and you don't literally control him into this. It goes into a cinematic. You, you watch it and it's happening and he gets in the truck and he just, he puts it in gear and he's driving head on and like, then it cuts to Marcus and he's like, no, Dom, no, no. And the whole time I'm sitting there like, no, Dom, no, what the fuck? Come on. And and yeah, yeah. Like I said, it it got me. Yeah. You called me
1: immediately furious. Like, why the fuck didn't you warn me? Warn me? I'm like, well, that's not going to spoil the game for you. Yep. But yeah, that was funny. Um and then to end the game Marcus has to
0: watch his dad die. Like yeah, the, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Ooh, who 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 made the game Gearbox or well actually it was a different oh uh, uh, um Unreal no not Unreal. no that's the engine same company that made um, I think Gearbox no not Gearbox they were a huge video game maker but anyway yeah fuck you people <laughs> you guys broke my heart over and over again but great video games Good yeah job. exactly all right. Your big one, and then I'm going to go over just real quickly some honorable mentions, and then we'll wrap it up.
1: Okay, so we're talking about emotional moments in video games, and this is why it's so high on my list. Um, I don't even know if you've heard of this game, unless I brought it up to you. H- Life is strange. Heard of
0: it, never played it.
1: Okay, I don't know if you would be into it, because it's very much in the vein of uh, the Telltale games, which, if you do not know, it's...
0: it's. A... I, I thoroughly enjoyed like the Walking Dead series... In the, in the Telltale universe.
1: Yeah. The, basically, it's a game where it's more of a choose-your-own-adventure story than a video game. Um, you definitely control your player at times, but that's the selling point of the game is the story and the decisions you make. Um, I had never heard of it. It had been out for a few years, and I think I was just perusing through the PlayStation store. They had a big sale going on, and a buddy of mine had mentioned it, my buddy Justin, and it was like five bucks. I just messaged him saying, hey, did you... Was it Life is Strange? That was the game you were telling me about, right? And he said, Yes, definitely get it. I'm like, All right. So I checked it out. I think I played like a little bit of it, and then it kind of just sat in my hard drive for like two months. And then I came back to it bored. Fucking phenomenal. Like heartbreaking moments. It has a few of those. I'm not going to get into it because honestly, I kind of want you to play it because it's fucking great. Is it on Xbox? Yeah, pretty sure it is. I'll I'll check into it. Yeah. Like I said, you can get it pretty cheap. Um, It's heartbreaking moments. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's the only video game I've ever played that has made me cry, and it made me cry in two different parts. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and I, I remember a few months ago, I, I we were at your cousin's for, no, your brother's for some reason, and uh, your niece Jackie had, I had overheard her say something to her mom about winning a game, so I walk over like, oh, what game are you talking about? And in this very condescending tone, she looks at me and goes, ah, you've never heard of it. I'm like, I know a lot about video games. Try me. And she goes, life is strange. And I just pause and smile and go, it's one of my favorite games ever, Jackie, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. Beautiful story. Um, it's great.
0: All right. Well, like I said, that is our own opinions and feel free to jump on the Facebook page and, and tell us what yours are real quick. I'm just going to run through these without getting too in depth into it. Cause I don't want this to run too awful long um call of duty great series the zombie mode i've spent more hours than i care to admit playing that uh it got kind of bad towards the end the fallout series i was a big fan of they were slow paced but again the story was pretty cool um siphon filter i remember was a great story way back in the playstation one days i mm-hmm. believe was the first one um then the story kind of siphon filter 2 was pretty good and then it kind of fell off, and that's why it's no longer here. Uh, Resident Evil, kind of hard to ignore that. That's been a great series through the years, um, still going. In fact, uh, Borderlands ha- is just one of those fun games to play. Like they, like you talked about Ratchet and Clank with kind of the adult themes, and, and it's it's just fun. Um, it's it's very repetitive, but the the character dialogue in it is awesome. Um, Halo. I was never a huge Halo fan. I did not like the online aspect of it, but the storyline for that futuristic style uh, was pretty good. Skyrim, uh, I I didn't really play it, but I got to mention it just because of its popularity. Um, Assassin's Creed was another one that had great stories, great gameplay. Uh, A couple of the versions or or releases that they had kind of fell off, Um, but overall it's been a great series. And... He already talked about NCAA football, so if we're going to talk football and we're going to talk video games, I'm going to jump in the wayback machine. Tecmo Super Bowl was just for what it was a great, great football game.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I ever really played Tecmo Super Bowl. I mean, that was probably before my time. I mean, it obviously, was,
0: but it was cheesy, and you, you had like eight plays on offense, and you know, but Bo Jackson, yeah, on that game was just stupid ridiculous yeah. you could not tackle him they've made commercials about it family guy even did a whole bit on yeah, that I where mean, yeah. he was just phenomenal and i'll probably talk a lot more about bo jackson cuz there's a whole generation of people that don't know bo yeah and bo was just he was phenomenal and and it was a pretty fair representation of him in the video game because when he was on in his prime he was, for my money, the best running back in the history of football. Yeah.
1: 230, I mean, built like a Greek god, and was one of the fastest players in the league. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you stop him?
0: Yeah, like He just, two-sport athlete. I mean, yeah. yeah the, had his hip not exploded, and, and had he not been such a good baseball player, I don't think there'd be any debate over who the best uh football player in the history of the nfl was because he, he was that good of an athlete
1: he might be the best athlete in the history of american history i mean just yeah possibly
0: could very well be all right so that's gonna wrap up that segment we are gonna close with another edition of and now it's time for true stories of a strip club dj with chicks and guns and fire and hookers and drugs and booze yeah yeah, yeah. Ah! all the things that make life worth living for ah! that's right guys here we are back with another uh, this will be a short edition of True Stories of Tri- Strip Club DJ hopefully you listened to our last show if you haven't stop right now stop playing this show right now and go back and listen to episode 6 even if it's just the last I'd say 20 minutes of episode 6 you're gonna need to hear that before you hear uh, what else is about to happen. So stop it, press stop, press stop right now. Do Go it. back, listen to episode six, the last 20 to 25 minutes or so, and and then come back and finish up with this part. So in the last one, <clears throat> I told the story of Sweatshorts Guy, which is one of Dylan's personal faves. And when he told me that, when I told him I was going to do this, uh, he told me, I, you got to tell that story. And then I did. And then Dylan was like, "Uh, hey, Dick, you forgot one very important part of that story and And yes, there is a an epilogue to that story. Dylan, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks what happened after that? Okay, so this happened about five years
1: ago, so I'm not sure what time." when you were done at that particular I was club. I was out of that, well out of, I was out of the business, I think, at that point. Okay. So you and I, we're at uh, Fiesta Ranchero, getting some Mexican food, very tasty. Yes, and uh, still is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we're just kind of you know looking around or whatever, and you say, you, I know it's not him because we're in Bloomington and not Peoria, but that guy looks a lot like sweatshorts. And I think when you said that, I didn't, remember the story for some reason I can't I don't know how the fuck you could ever forget that story but I had you repeat (laughs) it. there were so many I know so I had you repeat it. I'm like oh wow that's crazy and right about that same time he got up with his family to leave and to leave we were closer to the exit so he had to walk right by us and the second he turned away you turned to me and said oh my god that's him I'm a thousand percent sure that's him I've seen him a bunch of times I know for a fact that's him and I'm like, are you sure about this? You said, yes, definitely. I'm 100% certain. I said,
0: I work with that guy. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. yeah. This guy, A, had a family that we had no idea about. And B, uh, worked with Dylan here in a, uh office environment. Yes, office setting. I, I, I won't mention where. Um, very prominently known office environment around here. Um at least in in our area, and that, nah. that's all I'll say on that, but yeah, it was just kind of a funny little aside to that story was that all this while Dylan had no idea what kind of creepy sick bastard that uh he saw every day at work,
1: yeah, and to be fair, I didn't know the guy, we were different departments, but he was he was a cigarette smoker as I was back in those days. So,
0: yeah. so you basically saw him every day. Yeah.
1: You know? like, I, we must have had a break that lined up. Cause I saw him every single day,
0: which would go to explain why he only showed up on weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, there you go. He, he would show up every Saturday.
1: So um, at every time
0: after that, I'd have to laugh to myself and, and goes to show why I ended up seeing him again at the second club I worked at, which is much closer to said office building. Right. Um, And, and it wasn't, you know, a two for twenty five type thing, but it, same ending to the story, right. <laughs> I mean, he, sweat shorts and all that, that he would do that. So, um, real quick, uh, this story won't take long. I just thought it was really kind of funny. So, working in that industry and, and with those girls, I told you what it was like. It was like wrangling cats, and um, you, you would run into some real winners slash losers, um, and and the girls. Some of them were just absolutely notorious for finding new bullshit to say to get out of work. You know, every single weekend, you would get a girl call off for whatever reason. And typically, it was like, I I can't find a sitter for my kids or, you know, my baby daddy has a car or, you know, I can't get a cab, whatever. Always. Uh, especially on that Saturday shift that I talked about on the a- last episode because no no girl wanted to work it because it was dead okay for all the business that you see in a strip club at least back then in, in the heyday Friday si- Friday and Saturday nights the Saturday morning shift um, yeah that was that was where you know strippers go to die because it was like pulling teeth to get those girls to come in for that 11 to typically six p.m. shift, at least during the week, that 11 o'clock shift, which I worked days um, for most of my time there, that that early shift wasn't so bad because they had a great uh, lunch menu and lunch special. So we would get a decent crowd, but not Saturdays. Saturdays sucked. Saturdays were by far my worst money days and in turn would be the worst money days for the girls. So if i had four or five girls in there on a saturday afternoon i was doing backflips that was amazing typically i had to struggle through the first few hours with like two or three girls juggling them on stage until i we could call somebody in to help alleviate the you know the, the time because when you figure girls are going up there for two songs two songs ends pretty quickly and then you got to bring the next girl up so Uh, At that point, we would have three song sets to stretch them out. Anyway, I digress. It was really hard to get girls to come to work. So anyway, these girls would come up with some fairly creative ways of getting out of work. And because of the rules and everything, you could only have so many excused absences before they required doctor's notes, this, that, and the other. But one Saturday, I had a girl call in, and she um, she was decent looking, but she was just one of those girls that... was a pain in the ass always needed something you know whether it was um time off here i gotta leave early or i gotta come in late blah 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 well anyway one day she calls in and the guy that was running the door just happened to not be there at the time so i covered the phone for him i picked up the phone and she's like hey you know this is so and so and i'm not gonna be able to make it in today i'm like okay well i need a reason so i can write down and and talk to the manager she's like well i we've got fleas what F- did you say fleas like literally flea like the fucking insects She's like yeah we got flea i'm like how the fuck are you gonna call in work with fleas <laughs> like i need more to the story than this she's like that's all i need to tell you just tell them that i got fleas i'm like you realize there's going to be more questions than you have answers here <laughs> flea how really fleas like and they- tell me that Like your house is infested with fleas or, you know, your kids got bit up by fleas, something, not just, I've got fleas. So uh, I had nothing. I, when I told the manager that he just looked at me like you're shitting me, right? I'm like, no, this is all she said. She got fleas. She's got to go. I don't know what the hell you're going to do on a Saturday morning about fleas, but yeah. So from that point forward and I thankfully was usually sober enough to not do it live on the microphone, but anytime I had to write her name down on the uh, list, in parentheses, I would always nickname her "Flea Bag." <laughs> <laughs> Question: yeah. yeah, from that moment forward, did you only play Red Hot Chili Peppers songs for her? Uh, not only played, but believe me, there was a lot. Because thankfully, she and she tipped. I talked about in the last show. The girls that didn't tip, she did tip. Not great, but she at least made an effort and and she was a rocker so yes she got more red hot chili peppers in her repertoire than she had ever had before and never once did she get the joke oh wow so yeah that's the the, the very short story of uh flea bag their bass player's name flea in yeah, case you didn't yeah, get in it in but... case you didn't know that I'd, if you didn't know that and you're not my kind of listener but anyway so yeah um just real short and quick, but yeah, we are definitely, I, I promise you, I have so many more stories coming and, and so much more gross and entertainment. And, um, a lot of stories I'm going to tell, like I said, aren't necessarily things that happened in the club, but they happened while I was in that world. And so they're going to take place in some other places, but still, um, basically the same thing. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Like I said, uh, before and almost every episode, go to our Facebook page. It is facebook.com/eldonzoD's. You can also drop an email at uh, eldonzoD's at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook page, drop me some comments, um, share it, like it, tell me what you want to hear us talk about. And, and as you've seen over the course of these seven episodes, we pretty much will cover just about anything other than politics. Um, simply because we do that on the Eldonzo and D's show. And make sure while I got you, check out the Eldonzo and D's show if you're into that kind of thing. Um, Eldonzo and I always cover the hot-button topics and uh, all the latest political drama and everything there. Um, Eldonzo's got that interview coming up with Roger Ward, which I think is going to be fantastic. We've got the Everything Steelers podcast getting ready to kick off here soon. So, yeah. Again, we appreciate all the uh, the listeners out there. Hope that you stick around, and we got more great shows coming your way very, very soon. That's going to be the end for us. This has been Hanging with D's. Dylan, bye bye. See you.